0: I can help you find it.
1: It's the Really Charlie Podcast. Making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine. On the Really Charlie Podcast. <laughs> it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yo, yo, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Bump into your broadcast, grab a chair, fill your glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Bump into your broadcast, grab a chair,
2: fill your glass. <laughs>
0: to the Really Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Perry, along with uh, the host there, Marvin Speller, Coach M100. How you doing, man?
2: I'm pretty good, my brother. How about you?
0: I'm doing all right, you know, and um, I just can't can't wait to present to everyone um, this podcast, you know, as we're here every week, you know, bi-weekly, and, um, you know, it's real important that we bring mental health to the table and make mental health a priority so but without any further ado i'm going to put this video on um you know right now and uh we can uh just go to this young lady's testimony and this video is provided Mm -hmm. to us by the 700 club um on their youtube channel okay all right let's go here
3: things like you should kill yourself and i would hear a lot of whispers like
4: for years alexis hoffman says she was tormented by voices it had started in 2009 she was a freshman in high school and had just come out of a physically sexually and mentally abusive relationship she became angry and was filled with guilt and shame My
3: heart became callous after the abusive relationship because I felt like I could just never get right with God. Like, I felt like I was too far gone. Like, I had messed
4: up too much. Having pushed her Christian upbringing aside, Alexis would spend the rest of her high school years filled with drinking, drugs, sex, and cutting. By now, her parents, Ted and Robin, had realized the life their daughter was living.
1: When the only thing that your daughter ever gave you was joy, and then you find out that she's doing drugs, sex, you know, alcohol, Breaks your heart.
4: By her senior year, she was being tormented by nightmares. Then came the voices.
3: They tell me I'm useless and ugly, that I'm worthless and dirty. They tell me to just die, and I believe them. I remember having this obsession with, like, stabbing. I would sneak out into the kitchen, and I would start taking one knife at a time and bringing it into my
4: room. One day, her mom found the stash of knives and suicide notes. Immediately, she took her daughter to the ER, and Alexis was admitted to a psychiatric hospital. I am just...
3: Talking to God and saying, Lord, you said, and your word says that she is yours and you will not let her, anything happen to her. And I know that your word is true and I believe you.
4: Over the next four years, Alexis would be in and out of 20 different psych wards diagnosed with bipolar and schizophrenia, among others. Even being heavily medicated didn't quiet the voices or ease her torment.
3: My life was a living hell. And not only my life, but my family's.
4: There's no joy,
3: just empty. Just not knowing what was gonna happen and, and me not knowing either how to help her.
1: When you looked into her eyes, there was an absolute dead stare, always. And she never, ever had that. She always had the most beautiful smile and her eyes were always sparkling. And it wasn't my little
4: girl. Now, unable to hold down a job and on disability, Alexis was prone to violent fits of rage. She had no control over her actions, often blacking out. When Alexis got mad, it was not pretty. It It
3: was scary. I had even said to my husband, we should get locks
4: on the bedroom door. One time, she woke up in a pool of blood after cutting herself 40 times.
3: And I would be so ashamed, like, what did I just do? Like, that's not me. Why did I do that? That is not how I act. Like, I don't know, I don't know why I keep doing this. Who is that?
4: Exhausted, Alexis told her family she was going to kill herself.
3: I've got these voices telling me what to do. I'm seeing things and I said, I'm just tired. I'm so tired. I'm at war with myself and I can't do it anymore.
1: Robin and I were preparing ourselves for her to kill herself. And you talk about, that's that's tough. When you have to prepare yourself.
4: The next day, Robin took Alexis to a healing conference where Pastor Todd White was ministering. Alexis went to the altar.
3: I thought to myself, these meds aren't working. These doctors can't help me. And I said a prayer to God. I said, God, if you're real, then I need you to show up. And I need you to show up in a big way. And if you don't, I'm killing myself tonight.
4: Then Pastor White prayed for her. I could
1: see her eyes going crazy i knew that she had devils i just looked at her and said come out and she fell to the floor screaming
3: i remember my mouth just opening so wide and these screams of horror were coming out screams hissing growling i just felt stuff come out of my body like i could physically feel things leave
1: she got free and got delivered not because of anything except the authority in the name of jesus i felt a
3: peace that i had never felt before like i could hear myself think i felt restored and i felt new and the love of god that i felt in that moment was like nothing i've ever felt before
4: alexis rededicated her life to god and asked for forgiveness of her sins
3: i was repenting like for past things and everything but I knew in my heart of hearts too that that those were cast into the sea of forgetfulness and I was on this new this new path with him. We were up all night just praising God and just the miracle that happened.
1: If you're wondering if God can heal people with a mental condition, the answer is yes because he healed my daughter.
4: Alexis stopped all her psych meds and has been free from mental illness ever since. Today, Alexis is married to Jonah. She's a substitute teacher and loves her new purpose in life, helping others find freedom from mental illness through Jesus Christ.
3: If there's one thing I can tell you, it would be to cling to hope, and that is Jesus. Keep going to him. Don't get tired or weary of going to him. He's the only solution to your problems.
1: Get away with a great deal.
0: All right. The, um, that video was provided by the 700 club and their YouTube channel. And their, uh, their narrative behind the video, uh, below the video is an abusive relationship in high school left Alexis with troubling thoughts that eventually developed into severe mental health, mental illness. Sorry. The, uh, so go ahead, coach. You know, I'm gonna let you take the lead on this.
2: Well, thank you, um, thank you for sharing. Um, and you know, it's always good to hear di- different examples of people um, being from one place and getting to a better place. Um, yes. You know, as we all know, when you think about mental illness, it's um, it's very prevailing in, in these United States and across the whole world. Um, you know, with that, there's people who are trying different methods. Um, I'm always the, at the point where. Try different methods. Uh, one way may not solve it. Um, yes. I would say the most likely source of treating it is through, um, I would say active treatment, We're talking about medication, uh, psychotherapy. Um, and let's take one at a time. Let's go from like uh, medication Um, medication does have side effects. We all know that, right? All medications have side effects, right? There's also natural medications to to treat different types of mental illnesses, right? I I would always have that um, where you talk to your doctor and your doctor can make sure they can steer you in the right direction. So whatever you try, make sure you talk to your doctor. Just do research. Do research, especially if you're advocating um, for somewhere else different types of therapy. Therapy is like incredibly important. Um, here's the thing about therapy. Um, as we've seen through through the pandemic, um, the healthcare workers are stressed, they're overloaded, and a lot of them are probably burnt out, beyond burnt out in this field. One thing I always say, whether it's a doctor, or whether it's um, a therapist, um, all t- different types of therapists, it's that connectivity that you have to really seek first because a lot of times you may not have the right doctor. It may be a great doctor for someone else, but it may not be a great doctor for you. I would always make sure that if you have a doctor, and I think I mentioned this last time, you should be able to ask your doctor simple questions, especially if you're advocating for someone. Because the doctor can't answer and they really don't want to answer, how do you think they're going to treat the patient? And we've seen this time and time again. Um so- so true. Yeah, so I, I would always, and then sometimes the life experiences, the people you're around, um, gotta have a good support group, especially if you're going through problems. It's always good to sometimes, uh, flush out the old, to bring in the new. And then, um, how, how are you eating? How are you resting? Especially if you have a mental condition, you gotta get plenty of rest. Plenty of rest. Um, and I've talked to people who are the experts in the field. I've talked to people who, who've suffered through ailments. That is one of the number one things they say is really making sure you get good rest and your diet. Exercise, vitamin D, your supplements, all those things are critically important. Um, but those are things that can help support and treat um, your condition. <clears throat> With that, I really want to go on. D, supplement, Oops,
0: sorry. all those things are critically sorry, important
2: okay there we go um and so with that there's like i read this article once where it's talking about five tips to accepting your new diagnosis and and i really i really wanted to share this today kind of offload the things i've discovered and i really think that's the purpose of our our call when we get on this together really to provide something new every time we get together charlie
4: and provide
2: tips we're not trying to be doctors we're not trying to we're really not trying to replace anybody, there are any professionals that you have out there, but it's an opportunity for people to come together and learn. Maybe, maybe you learned something, or maybe you can come on here and share something we didn't know, and we can continue to share with the masses. So exactly. five tips to accepting your new diagnosis. Um, so your diagnosis is a part of your story. It's a part of a story, okay? It's not your whole story. Um, and I'm going to kind of wrap this all up at the end. Number two, there has to be some level of acceptance of this is what it is. Just like anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any type of diagnosis from a medical or physical perspective, there has to be a level of acceptance. Number three, decide how you're going to deal with it. It's really important. Sometimes you may have to loop others in to, to see how you're going to deal with it. You can't just ignore it. It's like that elephant in the room. Number four, um, this experience is, is yours. Don't let anybody define it for you. This is how you're supposed to be. This is how you're supposed to do. This is what you need to do. This is your experience. Um, and then number five, not everyone will understand your diagnosis.
0: So true. We don't have enough. Some people just don't have the empathy for someone
2: that's coming out yeah most people yeah, most people, yeah, most people. Yeah. a lot of times you know if you're not dealing with it face to- face you don't you don't really understand or get it sometimes it's different being right there um, you can have a lot of empathy but sometimes experience is the best form of empathy um, yeah. and I think about the the number one point I was talking about it's a part of your story but it's not your whole story Anything that you may have doesn't define you. You get that choice of letting it define you. That's on you. How are you going to handle it? How are you going to define it? And sometimes sometimes you, you have to go through a cycle. Sometimes there's anger, there's denial, and then sometimes you, you, sometimes you have to go through the full cycle because you can't be in, den, in denial of what you have. And then you know once you can go through the denial, hurt, pain, the whole nine yards, that's when you can really start moving forward with it. And a lot of times, this requires a support base, mm-hmm. friends, family, etc. So, you know, those are the five tips of when you get a diagnosis, uh, five tips of really accepting it. And that's really, really simple stuff. Yes, it is.
0: Um, one of our comments is the people you surround yourself with, including your medical team, resting, Mm -hmm. eating, stress, take long breaks from social media as more statistics come to light. It's true. Um, You know, sometimes we have, uh, you know, we we rely on social media um, as the go-to, and sometimes it isn't the go-to. It only amplifies the problem, some problems, you know, whether it's mental health, mental illness or whether it's, um, you know, just basically anything, you know, it could be a, a emotional standoff with someone in, in social media, elevates it, makes it inflamed. So, um,
2: but, well, uh, well we've seen that, especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic, a lot of people have drifted more towards social media because what else you're going to do? It's not like mm-hmm. they decided to open up society to people. Oh, they've conveniently started doing it again now. Um, But uh, what do people have to gravitate towards besides TV and social media? Because a lot of people are home anyway. Uh (laughs) Right? Uh So um, thank you um, for posting that. You know, sometimes taking breaks from um, social media. And, you know, sometimes social media can have a direct connection to PTSD Uh um, and other things.
0: Um, you know, in some, this case, we. we, we uh, um, sorry, Coach Go ahead. Those
2: in no. there that can Help, support, and treat.
0: Um, your this condition. video keeps coming on. I really keep amazing. trying to get okay. off of it. Sorry.
2: The echo. The, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: the um, you know, we use social media. Right now, we're using it to try to, you know, bring the attention to, you know, mental illness and and. Um, and it's, it's very useful, you know, in, in a lot of ways, um, but it also can be as this comment is, it, it, it says that, um, uh, let's see, it says, thank you. It can amplify wholeheartedly, which is so true. You know, it, it amplifies so much, and but in this case, we're trying to be as positive as we can, um.
2: Yeah, and you know we're 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 trying to provide a counterbalance towards what it is, right? So, and, and I think Facebook has its use, usefulness. Social media has its usefulness. Perhaps there is a um, uneven balance there, and I think we're trying to swing the balance in another direction. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to read something
0: real quick here.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Um, joey for joining yeah thank you sweetheart thank you michael and michael michael both michaels Mm -hmm. thank you for being here and thank you for the comments
0: just wanted to uh give some credentials on marvin speller you know this is this is my my family you know this is my dude you know he does so much for so many people and uh, some of the things that we, um, you know, we kind of, well, take for granted as good people. And I have him by my side. Marvin Speller is a life coach out of Los Angeles, California. He's a professional with professional advice to direct, direct his clients into a healthier direction. This podcast will allow the listeners and viewers. To ask the coach questions or explain their concerns with their health. It is hashtag CoachM100, who is also the proud owner or co owner of hashtag Double Down Cosmetics. This is my man, my ace, hey. my go to. And I um, just want you all to know a little bit about him if you didn't Thank read you, the ad- advertisement to the podcast. Yes. You're welcome, sir. Appreciate it. um, Let's see. We'll leave that on the bottom line for a little bit. Let's see. Uh, Marvin is great, which we all know.
2: Thank you, Michael. Appreciate that.
0: Mrs. Speller says, my husband is a lifesaver. He has helped to heal our domestic violence community as a professional coach. Women are striving because of him, of course. He's,
2: Thank you, honey.
0: A, Appreciate that. He's a book in itself, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I just love, I just want to bring that up because I think I should bring it up all the time, you know. Um, it's very, very important. Uh, let's see. Now, I've seen that the reason why I selected that video from the 700 Club is because previously, on the podcast we had someone had mentioned about faith you know and, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned you gotta try to get it and, and there's many solutions and, and and some believe that faith is the solution so i just wanted to bring that up only because previously we had that comment that we had that comment during our last podcast so i wanted to bring it up but it also relates to how common i think it was her story was very common to, you know, many, many teenagers that go through different relationships um, and mm-hmm. adults, you know, and it's, it's sometimes the person closest to you is causing that mental illness. And in this case, it was her, her, her boyfriend or mm. ex-boyfriend. And she later ended up finding a soulmate and marrying him. And as you've seen in the video, you know, uh, and what I like also is mom, mom doing probably her routine stuff around the house and came across the letters, the knives and immediately acted upon it, acted upon it. And um, so as, as you're surrounded, you know, as you know, your surroundings or whether it be you or someone else, you know, be aware of your surroundings. Look at the indicators, you know, that, you know, mm-hmm. nice and the drys guess what? is something a little bit, um, you know, questionable, you got to look at. It. And then now when it becomes more than one knife, you know, that's something that's a very alarming. So I, um, I'm i glad that mom, in the, you know, checked it out. Even dad was a little observant with her smile and her stare and that it was absent, you know, well, the stare was there and the smile was absent. I'm glad he caught on to that. Um, you know your family members and if you pay attention, those indicators may be right in front of you, um, and not yeah. necessarily, uh, you know, you, it, sometimes, you know, people just don't show those indicators also, as we've seen
2: right. in the past. Yeah, um, I'd love to address that, too. Um, oh, yeah, Charlie, you're definitely a rock star, my brother. so We appreciate all you do. You know, um, you, you do so, no, you don't try. You do so much for many people. and. Thank um you. So well-loved, brother. So appreciate you, man. And I'd like to stop and say those things as well, man, because really, you're one upstanding dude, man, really all over. Um, You know, it's kind of one of these things. I think sometimes everything's on the table when it comes to trying to support and help people. I've heard people being hypnotized uh-huh. to, to get better, right? Do you remember that movie Get Out? He had that addiction. Um, so he had it an slips addiction. On, right. Slips
0: on my mind right
2: now. Yeah. Okay. So this guy named Chris, he had an ad- addiction to cigarettes, mm-hmm. and she was a um, therapist. Well, she was probably a psychologist. I call her like a voodoo psychologist. Cause she's really doing some stuff you probably won't find in a textbook. Mm-hmm. Um, so she 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 um, kind of put a spell on him and really got, had him go to a sunken place. The sunken place really um, hypnotized him, but hypnotized him in the bad well because she kind of controlled him at that point. But it, it it really allowed him to stop smoking. I've heard many times people have been hypnotized, and when they're hypnotized, they're able to kind of bring out the better part of them and really layer and move closer to their desires. I've heard all sorts of things, man. Um, You know, you were talking about religion and people um, using that to get better. Like I said, everything's on the table, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you look at it from that perspective, sometimes people think people are being walked in on, right? When they're walked in on, they are taken over by demons or whatever you want to call them, right? So I've always been in this mindset. Sometimes you got to lean on certain things to get to a better place i am not an advocate for western medication however if i need it i'm gonna take it i'm not going to be addicted to it i'm not going to stay on it right sometimes you have to be mindful of staying into a certain paradigm right because it really gets your your focus too narrow sometimes to solve a problem has to be a little bit broader and that's why i say you know everything should be on the table sometimes when people need help and support and i think she was an example that she tried all the other things. She went to something that helped her out. Now she's leading a thriving life. And some sometimes people have tried the religion or they tried other things that didn't work. They went to the medication therapy. So I, I think you, I think the approach in society has to be a little broader. There are other like ex, experimental um, solutions that they're having for uh, mental illness right now that they're that, that is being held up by, by the feds. Right. Um, there's, 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 um, there's one thing I forgot what it's called, but you, you insert a band over someone's head. It's like a, it's kind of like a a MRI, but it it shoots brain waves into that to really start to, um, get your brain functioning properly again. So there's so many things that people, um, and you know what, here's the thing. (laughs) if you ask a most doctors they don't really know what it is they've been told what to do which is heavily medicate people but did you know 100 years ago they were drilling holes in people's heads to to try to alleviate some of this stuff so they're really in some ways in the dark ages when it comes to treating mental illness
0: mental illness I mean, look how they were executing women, you know, where they thought they were witches, you know.
2: Yeah, just dumping them in the water. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, and uh, it's amazing how, you know, how one man's judgment or one man or woman's judgment could kind of fatally, you know, kill someone, you know. It's, right. But uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to get names with this Facebook users so we can uh, at least check it out, you know. But um, sure. it says, yeah, this is true. We can look at all forms. For me personally, my ex-church blamed me, accused me of lying. They were supposed to be the people of the cloth, but they did the opposite. What a rabbit hole I went in because of this. My mother saved me from that. Awesome. You know i'm glad someone was there for you and and it, just because you have a title or a position doesn't mean that you're the you're they all you know to tell all or the know all of certain situations you know and um but you know basically an individual has you know should should be able to evaluate some things you know and say hey wait a minute you know Um, this may may not be the advice that I want. And like you said, check it out, investigate it. Um, And it may be hard for someone with mental illness to do all this, but, um, you know, with with family members, like she mentioned, her mother was going along the ride with her and, uh, you know, and noticed this. So. uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Great point.
0: Um, It almost cost me my life. That was the second comment. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, um, you know, I think about, I was talking to someone this week, and I, you, you just made a good point, really got me thinking, Charlie. You know, it's a lot of times when you're going through something, you really can't, and the, the main thing I took out of that video was having advocates, right? Because sometimes when you're going through something, you don't have the self-awareness where, to raise your hand, I need help or the wherewithal right
0: Uh
2: um have you ever been like in ill and been in a fog can't really recognize certain things right so i i think about that sometimes and and i think about that and what's relating to me is that when i think about almost a hundred thousand people on the streets here in la and and i say to myself where are the advocates for these people because uh-huh. I get it. Sometimes you may want to give up, and all I get that right. But hopefully, you have people that, that can advocate for you. Um, look like uh, Michael. How do you know if it's mental? I um, say. I I would uh, Michael. I would say um. I I would always say for a diagnosis, I think you have to go to a professional on that.
4: Because I think sometimes,
2: I would say sometimes they look alike, but I'm, I'm not qualified to diagnose someone. Um, I, I would say um, get it from a professional and, and has, to be, has to be a doctor. But yeah. with that diagnosis, if you're advocating something or you're advocating for somebody or yourself and you're competent enough to ask the question, you have to put them through the test. I don't care what your qualifications say. They have to be able to answer because doctors make mistakes all the time, right? Now, they're the only ones that's supposed to be diagnosing Mm -hmm. people, right? But they make a ton of mistakes. So you have to be able to ask them many, many questions. And maybe next time, Charlie, maybe the next time we'll talk about questions that people can ask um, the professionals, right? Yes. I think that's fair, right? I think Mm -hmm. questions that that you can ask them. And I really want to go... I want to do a little, a little research on that. Um, and I want to ask some people who are professionals as well. Sure. Um, but I'm, let, let's do that next time. Ask yep. questions. Because I, I really think we've seen this a lot. Um, a lot of times people are misdiagnosed or uh, because doctors are Russian or they may be competent. So they, they, they may have the quality of the education, but they may not have the competence. Because maybe they, maybe they just just don't have that level of competency. Um, sure. So that that's kind of what I, I think would be fair, fair to address. Because I, I think, I, I know for a fact, my wife and I, and and I saw what she did helping family members over the years. I heard her rattle off different um, questions. The you know, doctor should be able to answer that, right? You're supposed to be competent enough. Someone asks you questions, you know how to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like you yeah. like you go to a barber, right? You ask a barber for a simple haircut and they don't know what that is. What do you do? You turn around, and walk out the door, right? Uh-huh. Almost like the same thing. If you wear yeah. a badge of honor for something you do, anybody should ask you questions. You're a notary, right? You should know where to drop that stamp, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So it's the same thing, man. And and, and I I don't understand why. It escapes me why we're we we do not do that enough. We're mm-hmm. taught where they're the experts. So but I'm always told I've said this and I'll say it again. Don't believe anybody. Ask the questions. Check it out. Do your own research, right? Don't believe anything Charlie and I saying. Do mm-hmm. your own research.
0: Exactly. Uh, Michael says, uh, society's reluctance to create true visibility to this topic has left some behind without any path for a diagnosis and treatment.
2: Yeah, I'm, I want to go back real quick before um, Michael C had a second part. It's tough yeah. because I'm in a community like Charlie sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's I'll really hard. Back up. Yeah, it's really hard going community. Um, yeah, and I remember when I went down the Skid Row. In January, it really, really affect me. So sometimes it's um, sometimes it's hard going out here, especially when you're seeing certain things. Um, and sometimes before you can really help someone or their diagnosis, sometimes you just gotta hold a certain space for them. It could be a space of calmness, it could be a space of care and concern. I've met so many people on the streets where some people would deem They're dangerous or they could do something to people. But I always approach it from a place of love and sincere, and sincere, genuine care. But I'm also watching my surroundings and being protective and trying to use some of my smarts. But I approach it. And and what I try to do really is approach them like they're a human being, not like they have a condition. I think it was. Number four, experience is yours. Don't let anyone define you, right? Uh-huh. So, so I think about that when, when, when I deal with anybody. Um, I, I, I try to approach them like, you know, they talk about the golden rule. It may seem like it's everybody said that, right? But what does it mean when you apply it, right? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, when you're out, especially when you see somebody that's going through a level of trauma or hurt.
0: Yeah, the... Uh... <laughs> the the one thing that um you know I, I, I just caught on with you know Michael talking about a path without a path to diagnosis and treatment mm-hmm. and, and it, you know that path needs to come from a lot of different places, you know whether it's home, work, school, you know and and for, for the most part, a lot of those places have, well, sometimes home home doesn't have it, but you know, with the school and everything and counselors, they try to do the best they can. But I think what what they
2: they handcuffed to is a bunch of HIPAA stuff, you know, and uh, privacy and all that. <clears throat> but with that um, said, they got to do better. I mean, yes, that's a, exactly. I mean we're 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 in a mental health crisis, and you know what? Um, got to do better. Or you got to replace them, or, or you got to blow it up, because. Yeah. I was reading something um i don't you know, we didn't talk about it last time I was reading something recently and they were saying that how they treat and how they diagnose mental illnesses their methods are so archaic and antiquated and they have to replace them because they have they have run their they've run through their usefulness right now yeah so so they're ready so they're ready to take all that stuff and, and burn it mm-hmm. so what does that say? Yeah,
0: there's been some mistakes, you know. There's a problem.
2: And you keep <clears> using <throat> the same thing. Oh, yeah, there's mistakes, right? And you're still using the same damn thing over and over again. And you're wondering yeah. why? You're wondering why it's 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 growing and not lessening. Yeah. Thank you, Michael, for that comment. It really, you know, I second that. I really do. Yeah. Um, we got a couple but, more comments here. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some. Yeah oh um pay schedule certain diagnosis um um they they also how they uh diagnose people colors different from how they diagnose um caucasians right and i'm like you know why yeah why, why, why are you doing aren't you supposed to be helping people what's all this back stuff they doing and i'm like uh-huh. no one and see this, this is the things that people need to talk about right the accountability, right? This is what I always said. The accountability is everything because you're not solving the problem. So I'm going to use a stat here. So you got probably damn near 100,000 people here in in, um, in LA on the streets, right? It's a lot of people, right? I don't care how big a city is. 100,000 people is a lot, right? So, so when you think about that, you got a population. Let's just use black, right? Ten percent of the population, right? But forty percent of the homeless population. What is that saying, Charlie? So there's a discrepancy. Definitely. Oh, there's a huge discrepancy, right? Yeah, yeah. And so and so they're they're really not treating people. Everybody's being caught up in this. And they and and when you think about they're saying their methods are, are antiquated and they're about to make more, new ones. What are you waiting for? Pandemic just hit. Yeah. Um exactly. Okay, uh, this is sure. My mother's psychiatrist and worked for state before she passed. We've since accounted for my background, yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, it's really, I don't have any words, really. Yeah,
0: yeah, so um, well, there's one thing I, um, <clears throat> I want to say before, um, you know, I want to say while well, Michael Sameo's on here, you know, I'd like to. Do a a collaboration of all three of us on the podcast, and, um, where we we talk, um, you know, with all of us. Um, did there, there was something he shared with me, and I think it's something that um he was experiencing or uh, uh, had in his head for quite a while, something bothering him throughout his life, and um he definitely had to share that with me, and I like to have him share that story eventually. Um, and, okay. and where he was, you know, between him and and his parents and how he felt as a kid growing up and, uh, and then what he felt later on in his adult life. And I like to bring that out. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure Michael's ready for that. Um, sure. you know, so the, um, let's see, Michael. Conceitio says, Charlie has done so many great shows, but this is by far the most meaningful for me. I appreciate that, you know. And now, it's
2: great.
0: and it's, it's, it's great to have the coach with me because um, this guy has has some solutions to help out with a lot of things, so many things. And um, like I said, he's my go-to, and I really and he's an understanding person. Could you imagine that? You know, you you, you want to talk about something, you want to, uh, but you just don't know how to, you know, who to go to and who to speak to. And when you, you, you go to my, Coach Coach and 100 as I say, or Marvin, when you go to him instantly, you have the confidence to speak to this man. And I'm very confident that that happens with most people that come into his path. So this show is definitely something where when you're listening to him explain different things and, and with, with, you know, uh, with the intellect that he has, um, they're confident that you can speak to him about a lot of things. So, you know, guys like, you know, that put the comments, you know, bring up the comments and, and you want to speak to anybody or you, you need someone to speak to coach. You know, feel free, you know, inbox us, you know, we'll yeah. do whatever we have to. So that's what it's, it's about. That's what's about team effort, man. Team effort. This this podcast is a team thing and uh I really, really look forward to it every time, you know. And we both have busy schedules and we're doing a lot of things. Um, but we we definitely try to stick to this program and bi weekly and, and and uh get things going. So um, and I, I love it. You
2: know, yeah, it's uh, important. very important. And, you know, we'll 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 continue to reach people, and um, doesn't matter whatever it takes to go find them. Mm-hmm. Um, because what may not always come to us, but we can go find them. Um, you know, continue to have a platform. Um, I, I think the, I think the intent is to offset. Whatever's going on out here, and mm-hmm. this can lead to many things. That's what I think about. Sure. What it's all about? Sure, it, um, it'd be
0: a great thing to hear later on that. Hey, I listened to your podcast, and uh, it put me in a direction. I became aware of a few things, and you know, and I got some help, and I'm better. You know, I would like to hear that testimony eventually. You know, yeah, um, absolutely, that, that would be something. That would kind of have me beaming, you know, beaming like the sunshine, you know, that, you know, someone listened to us and they got some help.
2: Yeah, I mean, it could be something where uh, I start talking to people, people advise me to go talk to somebody and went in that direction. I mean, those type of stories you want to hear because it's uh, it's a cumulative effect. It's a cumulative mm-hmm. effect where people are like, oh, yeah, I, I can try that and it started by just talking to somebody bringing making making the awareness out there and then what's the next step okay i did it i got my diagnosis i want this whole cycle cycle of acceptance right and then i'm at a different place so I, i i would love to get people along the way once you got a diagnosis what happened then so just like that video today you know, she got a she got many different diagnoses, right? And then there was a, a story behind that. It um, I mean, it,
0: it felt like the, you know, looking at that video, like I, I um, it it sounded just like many many stories I heard over the years, and I'm like, wow, you know, yeah, I oh, remember yeah. that, and could put other faces with their faces, <laughs> you know, whether it's a parent or. or Sister, brother, two sisters, you know, and I can I can actually put faces that I come across with that family, and I said, wow, you know, um, I, I I've seen that, I heard that, you know, and um, so, but I uh we, we um you we just gotta pay attention, you know. Sure. I wanna um I wanna put on this little uh, audio from a friend of mine, Grimothy. You know, he
2: did these couple of audios for me, and uh, I really like them. So, I just want uh, to put them out. Oh, before you before you do that, Charlie, um, can you um pull up a comment last comment by Michael, please? Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, thank you for that. And you know, <laughs> I hate to keep bringing this up. This has happened so often. Um, it's happened so often before, and. You know, there's it's been the video was a ending good story. There are people who go through this and the ending is not a good story. And a lot of people don't even see the the path up to them doing the most ultimate thing to harm themselves, which is commit suicide. Yes. Right? So I I think about that and it's pretty
0: devastating sure is um, you know it, it's especially when you know your your ears are open you know for a loved one or, or yep. for anyone period you know your ears are open to listen want to know what's going on I want to help you know and uh mm-hmm. you know, when you hear that you wasn't able to listen to them and you know right. their fate was tragic you know and uh it's pretty sad. and says, Hey, man, I wish I was there. You know? Right. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're, all we can do is just keep being there for each other. Um, let's see. Another comment here. It's so sad when the other ending ends. Yes, yeah, true.
2: Yep, so true.
0: All right, let's see here. <coughs>
1: It's the Really Charlie Podcast, a weekly show with the one person to make you say, Really Charlie? On the Really Charlie Podcast. Tune in. It's the Really Charlie Podcast, making memories last. Your time, my time, we all shine. On the Really Charlie Podcast.
0: That's from Grimothy, you know, local artists. And, uh, I, I just, the message is that, you know, we all shine. We're all trying to shine. We're all trying to do the best we can here.
2: We all are and,
0: uh, on this podcast and, and, and <clears throat> in our communities. And that's what I want to, you know, bring up in this, this bi-weekly show with you, with you, Marvin, you know, we're just trying to, uh, get things out there and uh but it to me this is very personable and dear to my heart when someone is going through mental illness and um, depression and it you know I, i try to help that's what i that's how i served the city of new bedford for 30 years you know i was trying to help the next person that's what i wanted to do and uh and it doesn't stop it doesn't stop. I'm going to continue to do this throughout my life, you know. And uh, when there's an opportunity or a situation where I need help, I got to reach out.
2: Yeah, I,
0: I can't. I got to stop resolving or relying on that. I can do it. You know, I can do it all. You know, got to so, kind of okay. seek out some people and, and, and there's many, many people around me. So from my house. To my community, that can help me. So I just want to make sure that I do that personally myself. That's um, great, Charlie. Yeah, I have so many new guests coming up. It's it's just whew, you know, people are trying to come on a really Charlie podcast, and I really really appreciate everyone out there that's trying to come on. And uh, from musicians to community activists to community people, um, and uh, even children. You know, I'm trying to get them all on here so we can, we can highlight them, give them their flowers while they're standing, you know, including yourself. You know, we have to do another podcast between you and I and some of the work that you're doing in that community in Los Angeles, you know. Um, oh,
2: yeah.
0: So the, uh, including your company, you know, I would love yeah. to, to do that. Whether we're, you know, I would like to do somewhere where we maybe doing a makeover where a bunch of people using your double down cosmetics, you know, and basically, you know, let you and Kristen show your, your merchandise, you know?
2: Well, I tell you what, she's done, uh, well, she's done a yeoman's job with that. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the backbone of that double down cosmetic, mm-hmm. uh, the, the backbone of what I do. It's always her. So, um, why I love her so much.
0: Yes. She's an ace. First season round eight. draft pick.
2: First round draft pick for sure. No trade um, clause. <laughs> yeah, no trade clause. Um, uh, so so Go ahead, coach. A, oh, I was looking at um, what Michael said. Yeah, he says, now I have
0: to do the damn sports podcast. Let me put it up here so everyone will see it.
2: Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, Michael, I always say the one thing that therapists like to talk about a lot is coping skills. and in, in the coaching world, we call it pivoting of thoughts, right? So really sometimes where you're at is really a temporary state not unless you carry on that energy from time to time to time time and time again, right? Uh So to be able to pivot, and it could be, there's a lot of things, and we could talk about that on another call, too. Kind of like pivoting, right? Pivoting Uh is everything, right? It could be like, I see something that really bothers you, and they really came up with this stuff a long time ago, kind of pivoting, because they saw people who were affected so much by uh, PTSD, And they were like, okay, how can we get people out of this because they stayed in that funk? Uh Because sometimes we see something, and we see it on a physical level, but it spins in our subconscious for so long. And when we start to pivot our thoughts and really getting other types of thoughts, that stops some of that or spins in another direction. So, um, yeah, I I would always say to really kind of get out of this, to start writing down just reading or, or looking at something different that brings you some level of a different feeling. And it doesn't have to be anything complicated, right? What gives you a different feeling? It could be watching children play, um uh-huh. dogs play, and, and being very present with that. And when you're you're present with wherever you're at with a different type of feeling, that becomes your predominant thoughts and it becomes your predominant feeling. So that's one way to kind of pivot. But there's many different ways out there. But sometimes if we were able to focus on something that's a little bit lighter for a good de- period of time, that's where our focus goes. To.
0: Exactly. Um, pivoting, I like that. In fact, that that, that could um, that can be a whole podcast in itself, you know.
2: That can that, be a whole podcast pivoting. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. So we're going to definitely have to put that on uh, – Maybe the second show from now, you know, and do that. Okay. But uh the uh hey man, I love the show. We did a great yeah. job, I believe, and um you know, and the comments were unbelievable, you know, yeah. and
2: uh great comments.
0: We have the usual supporters on the side, you know, doing their thing. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, we and, appreciate
0: um, you all. Love you all the death. Please share share these this podcast. You know, it's on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, um, and Facebook. Share it. You know, get this message out. It may lead to a comment after the podcast. You know, where you know we can you know talk to someone or, or someone could be looking for some help. And so please share share it, and it may lead to other comments later on. You know, where we can address it. Yep. Uh, let's see my uh, man Michael says I love this simplicity of the advice of course my man and thank we you. love For your course. advice man you keep on keep on doing the comments and uh, yeah, because you're, you're, listening, you're listening and learning but you're also teaching and then Michael so keep it up you know everyone um, Michael Consatio says thank you guys and Thank you also, and you're welcome. Love you all. All right. Yes. Yes, we do love you. All right, coach. You let me know when's the next date, and we'll make sure we advertise it, get it going. Okay. Um, What I'll do is I'll download this, but feel free if you want to call me in the next 20 minutes, please do that, and uh, we'll go from there. All
2: right. Thanks, family.
0: You're the best, man. All Give right. the misses a hug for After me, you. so I will.
2: Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Take All care, right, brother. Thanks, brother. All right. All right. Peace. All right. All right, everyone. My man, my coach, Marvin Speller, Coach M100. You know, definitely doing his thing. Always. We will soon. We will be back on the podcast, and uh, you know making into mental illness your priority or our priority. So we're going to set it up and we try to do it every two weeks. So feel free to continue to, um, you know, listen, if you have any suggestions, you have any things, any points that you want me to bring, bring up during the next podcast or any of the podcasts, please just send me a message through messenger and, uh, On Facebook or leave a comment in YouTube and um, and actually in Anchor and Spotify, you can leave uh, uh, an audio, you can uh, audio message to me and I can definitely, you know, if it's something that you want to talk about, you know, don't have to have, always have your face on the screen. You can have an audio and we can play that audio during one of the podcasts uh, and explaining or talking about your situation uh, without you bringing a video um present so but uh you know just continue to support the really charlie podcast here on facebook anchor spotify youtube and please like and subscribe to really charlie um channel on on youtube all right everyone as i always do i end with an upbeat from lionel peter walker this beautiful intro that he had done for me and i really really um like it and uh we're going to continue to do some other ones all right god bless stay blessed and uh if you have time tomorrow we will be on the rush show with russell ramus and he's got a nice nice guest coming on i'm going to co-host with him and don't forget don't forget every tuesday we are on wmb one Radio. Russell Ramis and I serving you R&B music on the rocks. Chilled music with chilled hosts, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on wmb one Radio. Take care, y'all. Have a great
2: night. Love you. Cool Celtics. It's the Really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, it's the Really Charlie Podcast.
1: Yo, yo. It's the really Charlie Podcast, bump into your broadcast. grab a champ through your glass. Yeah, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yo, it's the really Charlie Podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's the really Charlie Podcast, bump into your broadcast, grab a champ through your glass.
0: You are listening to WMB One Radio, your Irving Music Link from the Secret City. Your hosts Charlie Perry and Russell Raymond serving you R&B music on the rocks, chilled music with chilled hosts, where you get to listen to the music you love the most on WMB One Radio.